0: Welcome to the next episode of the Of Sound, Body, and Mind podcast with the Bowen Center and Mental Health America of Northeast Indiana. I'm Brooklyn Beatty, heard weekday mornings on 97.3 WMEE, and with me today is special guest, Dr. Lee Betrau, Vice President of Clinical Services at the Bowen Center. Before we dive into today's topic, just want to remind you that if you have any questions about the topic today or you want to learn more, you can always text the word Bowen, that's B-O-W-E-N, to 46862. You can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under on Demand on WME.com. Well, today's episode is all about seasonal trauma. So let's just start with this. What is seasonal trauma?
1: That is an excellent question. And that's probably a term that is not as common in uh, society out there uh, quite yet. So I think um, I would like to start with breaking it down. Um, let's first start by talking about what is trauma trauma is very subjective meaning it is based on the individual's experience even if you look at the dsm-5 which is the diagnostic and statistical manual we're on version 5 right now that is the big fat book that our mental health providers use to diagnose mental health conditions So when you look at the DSM-5 specifically uh, for the criteria for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, they talk about the fact that trauma is subjective. So if you and I are in exactly the same experience, let's say there is uh, maybe a hurricane, we can both walk out the other end where one of us is hugely impacted and traumatized and continue to carry those symptoms of trauma and the other person walks out without any symptoms of trauma so to start off with trauma can be very subjective and it can truly be anything we know there's a lot of sort of like more common things that can cause trauma we see if there's um You know, experiences of violence or sexual um, uh, abuse that can cause trauma. Or if somebody is coming back back from combat, maybe they've experienced trauma. Uh, but it could be other things. It could be a dog bite. It could be a natural disaster. It could be so many different things. So it it would be a mistake to kind of start the conversation with saying, "Well, that's that's not traumatic," or "I didn't experience that as trauma, so you shouldn't experience that as trauma." That that is a bad approach. So really, just being open to understanding that different people experience things differently, and what may be traumatic for me may not be traumatic for you. So then, when we when we add the the seasonal trauma on, the seasonal piece suggests that there are um, patterns of repeat. Um, Uh, patterns that you can notice where the trauma kind of gets triggered or pops up to the surface more so it could truly be seasonal in the sense of if maybe your trauma occurred in winter then you start seeing those triggers pretty Mm. consistently during winter months that makes sense because Actually, trauma is stored in our bodies and in our brains. So you might feel like you've already handled that trauma. You're moving on. But your body remembers. Your brain remembers. So as those signs of the season changing happens around you, your body and your brain starts remembering and could trigger you it's really the brain's way to try and keep you safe, honestly. Hmm. So um, uh, as as silly as that might sound, like, hang on, my brain is part of me, but your brain is really designed to to look out for danger and to protect you. So if your brain has stored a memory of a traumatic event, um, and it realizes that it occurred in winter, for instance, that might be a trigger for your brain to, and this is all subconsciously, right? Your brain's not having this conscious conversation of like, hey, I'm looking at the calendar, and I'm noticing it's winter. So right. therefore, you should be triggered right now. That's that's not actually what's happening. So it's all in the subconscious. Uh-huh. World, but this happens, your brain has the memory, your, your body has the memory, so it will start triggering. But it goes beyond, you know, seasons, it goes beyond summer, winter, spring, fall, it can also be just um, a time of the year that something happened, or it could be um, common kind of anniversary. So it could be things like Mother's Day, or Christmas, or spring break. Things that were happening either at the time when the trauma occurred or things that are associated with the trauma. So let's say you lost your mother in a horrific accident. Things like Mother's Day, or your mom's birthday, or Christmas, or maybe her favorite holiday was I don't know. St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day could be a trigger for you. So it really is very subjective and unique to the individual, but again, it has that sort of like repeat pattern where where it's like a certain time of the year mm-hmm. where the trauma just really kind of pops out again or gets triggered.
0: Well, how common is seasonal trauma?
1: Well, now after you've heard my or, or definition of what yeah. seasonal trauma is, you can imagine is much more common than you might think, mm-hmm. because we've all experienced traumas, and it's not all to that level that that a mental health professional might diagnose PTSD. But just because you don't you you don't meet diagnostic criteria for PTSD doesn't mean you have not experienced trauma or that the the trauma is not affecting you. There are So many people, I I would say the majority of our uh, human population walking around out there that have experienced traumas, maybe they were childhood traumas, maybe they were adult traumas, but sometimes we don't even realize because we don't think of them as trauma because they don't meet criteria for a diagnosis. That doesn't mean that you don't have a trauma and that it's not getting triggered. So actually pretty common
0: you mentioned a little bit earlier about how, for example, the holidays can cause a trigger for some people. And obviously you can't stop the holidays from happening, but how can you manage your seasonal trauma around that time of year?
1: Yeah, that is an excellent question. Knowing your pattern is the the first step, right? Knowing that typically if it's Christmas, if Christmas is triggering for you, being prepared for that you can uh, really just make sure that you have a lot of social emotional support and if let's say again the example of maybe christmas is triggering for you making sure that you um around that time try and reduce your external stressors your other stressors because you already know that your your mind um your body your um your, uh, your emotions are already going to be um, sensitive and uh, ready to be triggered. So let's make the environment as comfortable as possible. Um, you can do the same with kids. If you know that there's a certain time of the year that could just be really difficult, same thing. Um, and so you really just want to prep. You can also start new patterns and so by that I mean um, you, you kind of take control back a little bit by saying you know what a really awful thing happened to me um, in my past but I'm going to start a new positive habit so instead you might start a habit of going and volunteering at um, during Christmas time or you might um, plant a beautiful garden that is in memory of your lost loved one or Or, you know, whatever, like a healthy pattern, you start doing something else to introduce where your brain has that natural connection of something bad happened around this date or time. Now you're creating new memories and new habits that are happy and positive during that time.
0: Maybe you're not someone who necessarily identifies with seasonal trauma yourself, but someone you know and love does. Are there things that
1: you can do to help them get through difficult times? absolutely I mean the things we just talked about that you can do for yourself that's something you can help and encourage your loved one with to say hey you know I I know that um you know Mother's Day is a really hard day for you how about we plan something together so we can take your mind off of it a little bit or so we can just give your mind and and your body a little bit of a break so so being that support system and generally just being there for the person um Having those conversations, I think there's so much power in conversation and being able to say to the person, I know this is a tough time. What do you need? I also don't want to assume that I know what you need. Mm -hmm. I might think you need a movie and popcorn, but that's not what you want. Maybe you want quiet time or something else. So, just asking the beauty of just communicating with the person and saying what do you need right now and if the person says i don't know that's okay too you know what if you figure it out let me know i'm still here no matter what it is i will help you if it is to go for a walk if it is to um to watch a movie with popcorn i can be here for you and and if you don't know what it is We can try different things together so that you can figure out what it is that you need.
0: Well, especially around the colder months, I know that the weather can be pretty dreary at times. And I've also heard that gray days in general can just make you feel more depressed. For example, they use light therapy for some people. Uh, How can the weather affect your mental health?
1: Yeah, um, actually, this is also pretty common. Um, There is a conditional called seasonal affective disorder, which really means during certain times, um, your mental well-being uh, is uh, is decreased. This oftentimes um, happens for people during winter, but some people experience it more severely, where it's sort of like the minute fall starts happening to like, all the way up to um, to spring um, they just really struggle mentally it has to do with um, the amount of uh, day day our sunlight that's there the length of the days and so the way light therapy functions is that it uh, it activates your brain, kind of like if your day was longer. Uh, with light therapy, we typically suggest that you expose yourself to that light. Um, and it's a special light, by the way. It's not just any light. Mm-hmm. And and I will add, because this is a common misconception, tanning beds are not it. Tanning beds does not have the right Type of light to mm. help you if you have seasonal affective disorder, or maybe even just a milder version of that. Maybe you don't meet full criteria for, for a diagnosis, but um, you definitely notice that you're more blah during those winter um, um, gray, gray months that are darker. So what you need is the appropriate lighting you want to be exposed to it early in the morning for maybe 30 minutes. Honestly, more than that is not needed. So it just kind of activates in your brain that, oh, it's it's light, it's bright, you're ready to go. It changes um, the chemicals in your brain, and it really helps you um, to function better. I would say besides um, those actual light boxes, the light treatment, and you can get a variety of them. You can just Go to Dr. Google, type in (laughs) light boxes or light therapy, and you can get a variety of price options um, as well. If you're like, man, I'm just strapped for cash. I can't pay for any of these things. You can go to your hardware store and just ask for full spectrum light bulbs. They do the same thing. Oh,
0: wow. Um, I didn't know that they just sold them in hardware stores. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to do something fancy schmancy. You can get something fancy schmancy, <laughs> but you can also just get full spectrum light bulbs. Um, but the idea is, again, you you want to do that exposure early in the morning for about 30 minutes. You don't need to sit under that light the entire day. That is not necessary. Um, but beyond that artificial light that you can introduce another thing that is really just helpful is making sure that you get as much as possible exposure to natural light so that might mean opening your blinds opening your curtains or going outside I know it's not fun to go to outside in the winter but if you can bundle up and just go walk outside for a little bit um, that would also help
0: Well, some people, you know, may choose to soldier through trauma on their own because of things like fear and shame and guilt or even, you know, just societal pressure to suffer silently. And, you know, perhaps if they had a better idea of what to expect in therapy, they could seek help that way. What happens in therapy, especially when we're talking about seasonal trauma?
1: Yeah, gosh. Well, therapy in general is designed based on your needs and your wants and what works for you. So therapy is should not be and is not cookie cutter it's not you walk in the door and everybody gets the same thing you really collaborate with your therapist and explain to them what uh what works for you and what does not work for you and then they develop a plan that 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 you um that you will like um so so just starting off there, therapy should work for you and can be designed for you When we talk about seasonal trauma, I think there can oftentimes be um, huge discouragement because the person feels like they've made so much progress and they're really doing great. And, And honestly, they are. They've made tons of progress and they are doing great. But then you get these seasonal triggers and it can feel like, but I thought I was doing well. And now I feel like I'm all the way back to square one. You're not back to square one. You are experiencing a little bit of a setback because of a seasonal trigger. But that does not mean that all the skills you've learned and all the strategies that you've been using are useless. Mm-hmm. My, my advice to somebody experiencing a seasonal um, trigger like that is to stick with it. If you have been out of therapy for a while because you thought you were doing fine, go back. It's okay to just get a quick booster. Um or if you're in therapy and you're, and you're experiencing a trigger And once like again, that, if you have any
0: questions about today's topic or you want to learn more, you can text the word like Bowen like B-O-W-E-N, to 46862. Like 4- you, 6- you can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub cold under cold On Demand on WMEE.com. Or
1: there's something wrong with you. Your therapist will understand. They will, in fact, expect setbacks like that. So just have open, honest conversation. And then you can talk about maybe ways that you need to adapt your, um, your treatment plan a little bit, uh, or maybe you need to have more regular therapy sessions for a little while. Maybe you need a little bit more support, um, or you can also work with your therapist on additional supports you may need during a very difficult time, or coming up with a really good solid plan for how you want to manage your current triggers and stressors.
0: Now, kind of on the opposite side of things, what can happen if you don't address a traumatic event and its emotional aftermath
1: oh my goodness um it's like with anything in the world if if it's big enough and you don't address it it's not gonna go away it's gonna start showing up in other ways so sometimes we in, in our field we talk about pushing things down or numbing it out um it it is uh, a, a natural human phenomenon to sometimes avoid things mm-hmm. that are not comfortable or or to sometimes use coping mechanisms that are not the best for us, um, but that can turn into a really bad pattern. So if your um, if your natural pattern is to avoid, you may um, you may use all kinds of strategies to avoid, but you're not you're not making the problem go away. The underlying problem is still going to be there. Um, but you might avoid by numbing out with substances, or you might avoid by um, just not dealing it with it. And then all of a sudden you're starting to explode uh, at work around colleagues, and your maybe your job is um, at risk, or you're taking it out on your loved ones and they're the brunt of or getting the brunt of uh, your um, unmanaged. Uh, emotions and experiences. So it's never a good idea to just leave it sit. Sometimes people do that for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I understand that too, right? Sometimes we're sort of just hopeful that it might go away by itself. Yeah. Um. But most of the time, um, if if it if it persists, your functioning is impacted, and you notice that your your quality of life has decreased as a, a result of it just get it addressed. Just go ask somebody for help. Um, Mental health treatment is highly protected. It is very private. Nobody's going to get your records. Nobody can get your records. So nobody even needs to know in your family circle or your circle of loved ones or anybody at work. Nobody needs to know that you're getting the support. And these days, uh, mental health... um, Services are so easily available. I mean, mm-hmm. you could do you can do walk in, or you can do it virtual. Um, you can do integrated care where the mental health um, treatment is actually available at your physician's office. There's so many ways where you can access it. You can get brief intervention versus longer term. You can get. Um, Uh, For trauma specifically, you can get intervention that is less talk therapy focused um, uh, and more focused on on other ways that uh, like EMDR or hypnotherapy where you don't have to talk so much about your trauma, but you can still process it. So there's lots and lots of options um, and you can tailor it based on your needs.
0: And essentially, you know, if you're not addressing it, it it sounds like it has that snowball effect where it can start to just... Affect every little aspect of your it life.
1: Absolutely does, and sometimes you notice it, but sometimes you don't. Um, and before you know it, it has wrecked your entire life and destroyed things. And you don't want to get to that place. Right? Just just deal with it head on. As scary as that might be, the alternative is much worse.
0: Well, once again, we're speaking with Dr. Leigh Bittrell, Vice President of Clinical Services of the Bowen Center. And before we wrap up today's episode, I just would like to ask what your best advice is to just help those who are suffering from seasonal trauma.
1: I would say give yourself kindness during this process and don't give up. Get help if you haven't uh, sought help yet or if you are in treatment but you feel defeated, just stick to it. You will get through this. And
0: once again, if you have any questions about today's topic or you want to learn more, you can text the word Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, to 46862. You can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WMEE.com.